Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, October 11th, 2023, and it is indeed a heck of a morning, depending on who you ask. I bet you're wondering why we're doing a show on a Wednesday live on the MMA Fighting Twitter spaces, and to be heard shortly thereafter in its entirety in the MMA Fighting Podcast. Now it's because UFC 294 has changed in a big way. And there may be more changes to come. Because after Dana White's Contender Series, actually during the card, the Overdogs podcast reported that Charles Oliveira is out of the UFC 294 main event against Islam Makachev. That rematch no longer happening. Oliveira with a nasty cut, as we saw when he posted the photos of it. And that... Another rematch is going to take its place. Alexander Volkanovsky, who is expected to fight Ilya Taporia January 20th at UFC 297 in Toronto, steps in on under two weeks' notice to take this fight. Absolutely insane. And I have seen it all over the place. Volk getting tons of credit. For this, and he deserves it 100%. But let us not forget Islam Makachev because time and time again, Islam Makachev has these fights booked and set up and scheduled. Opponent falls through, and Islam Makachev could easily just say, nah, I'm just not going to fight. I'm just not going to do it. He says yes. He says yes to this. And it's going down. Dana White confirmed it after the Contender Series. Oliveira out, Volkanovski in. And then he also revealed that the co-main event between Hamza Shemaev and Paulo Costa, that is in jeopardy as well. I think we all know why. Paulo Costa revealed earlier this week that he had some issues with his elbow, had surgery a few weeks back, but didn't want to pull out of the fight. Costa said, I'm fighting. Dana White said, "Mm, maybe not. 
Should have an update in a few hours. It's been several hours. We have no update. I have reached out to some people. I've been told as of right this second, nothing has changed. I know another colleague over at MLAfighting.com, great website, shout out Jen Mishu, uh, has been told the same. So no change as of right now that we've been told about. But we do have one official change, and that is we're getting Makachev Volkanovsky too. Now, in this kind of a situation, I'm okay with it. I was not ready to see it again, honestly. First fight was great, but you know how I feel at this point about champions defending their titles against fighters in their division. Makachev fighting Volk for the second time this year. But this is an emergency. You needed it. We needed to replace him. Makachev had to fight on this card. Just part of the big deal, the big money deal with Abu Dhabi. He had to fight on this card. Dana White said one phone call. And I talked to Volk's manager, Ash, earlier this morning. And I was just like, dude, this sport is ridiculous. And he just goes, yep, sure is, mate. Unbelievable. Unfriggin' believable. So, and it turns out, after everything that was going on yesterday, I was like, you know what? GC, the wonderful Connor Burks, he's going to Manchester for the Misfits boxing events, do the MMA Hour live later on today, from, live from Manchester. I'm going to do him a solid because we have the watch party next Saturday. I'm just going to record the cold open yesterday. And I did it. Did it all. Put the audio together. Put the music behind it. Sounded incredible. And now I have to redo the whole damn thing. <laughs> we can't use any of it. We may not be able to use any of it. Maybe we, we can still use the Hamza Chimaev Paulo Costa piece, but maybe we can't even use that anymore. So, unbelievable. All right, so we're going to take calls for like 15 minutes. That's it. Uh, it is a day off for me. Wife's got to go to work. I get a tea time. So I got to get ready to play some golf in a little bit. So we will bring in a very special guest immediately. Uh, my best friend, Alexander Kaylee, AK, your reaction to all of this. My best friend, uh, uh, good morning to you. I'm sorry to uh, take up some caller time. I know it's your day off and you don't want to be on the call as long as usual, but what the frig, man? <laughs> Mike, what the frig? I, I was enjoying, uh, sorry for the clicking and clattering. I was enjoying myself a nice, peaceful Tuesday evening. And then, uh, you know, I, we, we all check in on the Slack every now and then. I wasn't even on social media. I found out through, uh, I think I did see it from uh, CC Legaspi from ESPN, though, before checking the Slack. So I wasn't completely bowled over. Y you mentioned you had to do that cold, uh, the, the cold open to the show. We, we we're also, we're working on a roundtable for the weekend. I kind of had the questions all laid out. Nope, that's out the window. That's probably out the window now. We got a whole new set of questions. I don't even know what the roundtable is going to be about now, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm never going to complain about getting to see Islam Makachev and Volkanovsky fight again. Circumstances are very strange. It's worked out very well for Volkanovsky, who's pretty much pretty much every interview he's done since that first fight, whatever he's asked, he's always managed to sneak in like, oh, by the way, I do want that Makachev rematch someday. I do want that Makachev rematch someday. So he got it. You know, he got it. He was ready. This isn't surprising at all. All the stories about him just being like right on point, like, just call me. I'm ready to go. 
not surprising at all. And, and you know, in the year of chaos, we should have expected something to happen. This this rematch coming about the first one with with Oliveira and Makachev almost seemed a little too neat. It seemed a little too neat. Like the chaos would been would have uh, of course been if um Oliveira had won the rematch, but that still didn't seem strange enough. Now we are entering bizarre territory where somehow we got Makachev and Volkanovski twice in one year and, and possibly uh Makachev losing the title. Uh, I am leaning towards Makachev, but this is just this is just so strange. My my thoughts are all over the place. I, I really don't have a question. Uh, I have I one for want... you, AK. Please, please. On the AK Lee gymnastics scale of <laughs> fighting life, uh-huh. it's unfortunate. We, we, we don't like to wish you know illness and injury to any fighter, but is this better? Is this the better rematch in your opinion? It is the better rematch. It is the better rematch. As much as I've often sl- half joked about my dream of Oliveira beating Makachev and luring Khabib out of retirement and then beating <laughs> Khabib, I'm starting to think that's probably not going to happen. I think finally I'm coming to grips with reality. Um, and, and, and again, you, that fight with Volk and Makachev, it happened at the beginning of the year, but let's not forget that that's probably still the fight of the year. That fight was so good and so high level. I wish we could get it under better circumstances with Volk being more prepared because I don't like his chances. Even if people thought he won the first fight, I think fighting Makachev again with on 11 days notice, I know he's prepared. I know he's probably been thinking of Makachev all this time. It's still not the same as having a dedicated camp to this opponent. So that concerns me. But if I had to choose, if, if, if before the Oliveira fight was booked, that the rematch was booked, and you had to choose, tell me, ask me like, which rematch could I have if I could only have one? I would, of course, pick the Volkanovski rematch. But hopefully Charles gets a shot down the road. We'll see what happens. It's going to depend a lot on whether Makachev beats Volkanovski again. If he does, they may run a trilogy. I don't know in 2024. So it's all up in the air. But I'm I'm not going to crap on this decision-making. Uh, too bad for Matus Gamrot. But he was never fully confirmed as the backup anyway. I know he is going to serve as a backup, but... Dana White, when he was asked about it uh, this past weekend, wasn't like super into it. He was like, oh, yeah, I guess he said in an interview. Sure. So uh, Gamrot, I, I think I would like to see him get the shot as well. But how can you complain again about uh, Makachev Volkanovsky too? I agree. Thank you, my best friend. And <clears throat> here's the thing. I saw some people like, well, what about Gamrot? You have to understand that. I don't know if like the Abu Dhabi government like has to approve the fight to some respect, but like. Makachev Gamrod is interesting, but it's not going to sell tickets, a ton of them. You know what I mean? It just is not a huge fight. And and I saw some people, some even some fighters, talking about how like Gamrod might not be ready to fight till like February or March of next year. So maybe there's some weirdness to all of this. But yeah, this is this is the best result on short notice we could probably get outside of Justin Gaethje. Like, if Justin Gaethje was going to take this fight on a week and a half notice, like, I'd be losing my mind right now. Um, but Volk was getting ready for a fight. Anyways, and he's just basically, like, he had the hand surgery after the big win over Yair. Had to take care of that. Wasn't super major. So, look, he's going in. Volk's going He's playing with house money right now. This is a house money fight. I know Makachev or probably someone who represents Makachev tweeted out earlier, kudos to you, Volk, but don't use the short notice as an excuse. 
yeah, he's got an excuse. He's got a built-in excuse. And he can use it till the cows come home. And what if he wins? Good freaking God, man. Good freaking God. What a year. The chaos hammer just continues to drop. And then we're still waiting on what's going on with, with Paul Acosta. And I guess like one of my other questions for you guys is if for some reason Costa can't go, what's the, like, what do we do? What do we do? I know Marvin Vittori, I, I think, I don't know if Dana said it, something about Vittori saying no. Vittori went on Twitter and said something. Roman Delize wanted the fight. I kind of don't think he's going to get it. I saw Chris Weidman actually tweet out he wanted the fight. I, I just don't know if that's actually realistic with the injuries he sustained in Boston. And I kind of don't like that fight for him anyways, if we're being honest. I would actually like, like, honestly, I kind of want to see Brendan Allen in this spot. Like, Brendan Allen is getting ready to literally fight. He's getting ready to headline against Paul Craig in like three weeks. Give Brendan the opportunity. Like, I, I'm actually like somewhat intrigued by that one. That's an interesting fight. And what an opportunity for, for Brennan if he takes it and is even somewhat competitive in this fight. I don't know what they're going to do, man. Because I don't think there's going to be a lot of guys like jumping up to the plate to say, yeah, I'll fight that guy on a week and a half's notice. But it's not a bad idea. Hey, maybe, maybe we pull Michelle Pereira. Maybe we pull Pereira from Saturday and we bump him back a week. To have him fight Hamzat Shemaev. I don't know. This is going to be interesting. All right. I see a few, got, few of you lined up, so I'll take all three of you. Uh, Australian Talk, Ebswalia, and Blumen uh, will be the callers remaining. Go ahead, Australia Talk. Yeah, good day, Mike. How good is it, man? Alex Volkanovsky, the little Aussie battler, mate, stepping up to save the UFC once more, ready to throw down any day of the week. Man, I understand why you're maybe not too happy about it, but as fans, bro, you know, the sport's for the fans. And if Conor McGregor has taught the fans anything, is that not all fighters will fight for the fans. They'll go and do other things in their life, mate. Um, you know, Volk lost here. Wouldn't it be a strange coincidence if he wins over there on Islam's home turf? Um, I don't think we're going to have the five rounder, but I would have loved for Robert Whitaker to throw his hat into the ring and say, I'm coming for you, comes up. I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming with Volk. Whitaker versus Chemayev. Now, that's a fight as well, bro. Uh, maybe on too short a notice for him, but I'm sure of someone else jumping in. But ultimately, man, you, you should just be in love with little Volk. He, he deserves some of that oil money over there as well, man. So let, let's make him rip. Let's make him a superstar. Let's get him loaded up. And what a champion, right? And, and let me just be clear. I appreciate the call. Um, I'm not upset about this fight. I love it. Especially in this type of situation. Now, was this my first choice? Like, before they announced the Oliveira rematch? Like, if the UFC three months ago said, it's going to be all, it's going to be Makachev Volkanovsky 2 in October. Would I have been, like, mad about it? No. But would I have been like, oh, come on. 
like there's fights for both guys like within their divisions that are really interesting. Yeah, I would have. But in this situation with Oliveira out, I didn't even love the Oliveira rematch. Like I get it, but I didn't love it. We've seen it. I don't think that fight goes any differently. I do think this is the more intriguing matchup. But I just think it's, to me, like if you're just going to straight up book this one without a short notice replacements type of situation, then to me it's just like we just saw this in February. We just saw the fight. Both had full camps and Makachev won. It was a competitive fight. And I love it. It's probably, to me, it's still the fight of the year. But I'm fine with this. Like, I'm totally fine with this. This is better. I'm more intrigued by this than the Gamrot fight. So this is, this is great. I don't have any issue with it. If this is like the first choice, I would have a little more of an issue with it. I'd still be fine with it because who's going to complain about watching the two best fighters in the two of the three best fighters in the world fighting each other? I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. But we're getting it in this type of situation. I'm fine with it. It's to save the card. Volk deserves a lot of credit. And as I said at the top, Islam Makachev deserves so much credit for taking this fight. All right, let's continue on. All right, rapid fire, guys. Rapid fire. I can only – I want to try to get as many as I can. So real quick on the questions because uh, I do have to get out of here in like six or seven minutes. Got as well. Yeah, um, this is a really crazy last 24 hours, I have to say. Um, so, you know, with um, – I'll start with the Paula Costa because that's a very short thing. If the UFC does not want to – if they have to cancel this fight and if they can't find a replacement with Hamza – I'd just say push it back to Madison Square Garden. That'll, that'll at least give enough time for Costa to heal, heal and recover his um, elbow properly. And, you know, they'll probably just have to have a very short training camp for both parties. But at least that gives each other enough of time to prepare. Um, because, in my opinion, that car really needs at least one more main big name outside the main title fights. Because, you know, I like Matt Frivola, Matt, Matt Frivola from probably butchering his name, Jared Gordon and some of these other names, but they just don't move the needle, you know, and compared to last year's card and the the year before, those are really fantastic cards in terms of name value and paper and also how they delivered. Um, so, yeah, let's see what happens. If Costa this fight, I'll give him my salute. That man's a fucking warrior. If they do manage to find someone, well, I hope it's maybe a Robert Whitt- Whitaker or maybe Marvin Vittori because Drika Duplessis, he has no reason to be fighting Hamza. He earned his title shot, rightfully so. Um, I think let Jared Kennedy and um, Roman just have their fight out in December. That would be a really interesting fight. Now, for the Islam and Volk situation, um, I just want to really uh, get your thoughts on this scenario I want to um, propose, like alternative um, situation. So let's say um, if Volk wins on Saturday, do you... Um, do you reckon he fights Ilya Tupuristu in January, or is it possible, you know, he might think, eh, I don't even need to prove anything featherweight anymore because I've literally set my legacy to the highest level on that division. I'm going to focus on 155. Maybe the UFC will eventually set up a trilogy between him and Islam, but that also depends on if Islam loses, will he have to do the same thing Oliver did and fight a contender to get the number one contender again and in the meantime Volk maybe fights Justin Gaethje or Charles Oliveira because regardless I can see Oliver in the mix and 
to my point with that also, what happens to Oliver and what happens to Justin Gaethje? I've, I've talked to a few of my friends about this. They, you know, they were saying to me today, maybe Justin Gaethje and Dustin running back a third time. Unless Dustin, you know, he's done 155. He just wants money fights or maybe one last chance at a title shot and, you know, gives his run at 170. And Charles Oliveira is like, he's kind of in a really dire situation because I, I don't know how his relationship with Dana, I know he's really popular among the fans, but from what I've seen, Dana doesn't kind of particularly like to put him in the front of the lines like he, he does with other fighters. So I'm curious to see if maybe they make the Gamrot fight with Charles or he does fight the winner of this, the winner of um, this fight, basically. And, you know, the Gamrot thing's also interesting. I mean, I wouldn't have mine Gamrot because he's a good title defense, first of all. And, you know, it's it's definitely a fresh name for Islam. So, yeah, I mean, that's all I have. Thank you, man. Have a great day. Thanks, man. <clears throat> all there is in a weird spot. I think we have to wait to see how things play out here. So it's too early to tell. I think if you're Oliveira, you better pray that Makachev wins. <laughs> Because uh, I think if Volk wins, they're just going to run that one back or they're going to do Gaethje. I think he gets leaped over here. I think he there's a good chance he gets leaped over anyways. Because Gaethje beating Poirier the way that he did, he's probably going to get the next shot. So, yeah, I kind of think Oliveira is SOL at this point unless it's just like a availability thing. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's tough to match make without seeing how this fight plays out. As far as the Costa thing goes, or the Shemaev thing, Shemaev's fighting on this card. He has to. He has to. I like 294. It's fine. But compare it to the last, like last year's Abu Dhabi card, not as good. Hamzad is like the big seller here, even more than the main event. Like, normally it's two title fights, but you have Hamzad and the intrigue behind that man. It's almost like, okay, because we know Tomza versus Costa is, by the time we get to next Saturday, if it happens, that's the fight everyone's going to be talking about, even more than the main event. That's just how it happens sometimes. But Hamza has to fight on this card. He has to. So I think they will find somebody, even if it's, it doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't matter at this point. Throw him in there with anybody. Throw him in there with anybody. It's like, the number 37 middleweight is like, yeah, dude, I'll be at Abu Dhabi cornering a teammate anyways. Throw him in there. Hamzat, ha- he has to fight. He has to fight on this card. He has to. So I don't, th- I don't think he's going to get Whitaker. Maybe Vittori steps in, but if I'm Vittori, like, why would you do that? Maybe get you in the good graces with the UFC, but I think he just, you just, you just got to keep him on the card. It doesn't matter who the opponent is, but like I said, Brendan Allen is preparing for a main event fight. Pay him a few more bucks. Send him to Abu Dhabi. Give him this opportunity with Shemaev. He wants the fight. He wants it. So, not a bad call. I, I like that idea. I like that idea. All right, well, we got like four minutes, so let's fire through these. Blumen, go ahead. Yo, how's it going? Um, I hope everything's right. All right. Good morning to you. Um... What's going to happen to the January card? Because all, all the division are already booked up. The only free ones are middleweight and bantamweight. But there are reports that UFC wants Sean O'Malley in Vegas. 
So do we see Strickland DDP in Toronto or does Alex get a quick turnaround? What are we going to see? And I'm going to say this again. Where is Gregor Gillespie? Any reports on him? Heck of a morning to you. See you. Gillespie's probably fishing somewhere. Not really sure. Yeah, January is going to be interesting. I mean, maybe you do. Like, I know we have Arnold Allen versus Mavzar Vloyev booked for that card. Maybe you do Taporia versus one of those guys for the interim title. Or you do maybe you do Taporia versus Max Holloway for the interim title. Especially if Volkanovski wins that fight. I think if Volk wins, you just kind of have to be like, look, bro, you're the lightweight champion now. Like, you're still the two-division champ. You're the lightweight champ. We need you a lightweight. Sorry. Like, I know you want to bounce back and forth, but we need you a lightweight. So maybe do Holloway versus Taporia for the undisputed title. Maybe you have that ready to go. That's a fine main event. I think people will be okay with that. And I know what you're saying. Oh, Mike, you didn't want to see Holloway versus Taporia. I don't. But in this situation, if it's for the title, yes, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. If Volk is out of the picture, then please make that fight. That's a fine main event. You could also do, because it seems like all signs are indicating that uh, we're going to need a new heavyweight champion sooner rather than later because we do have John Jones and Sipe fighting. I just don't know if either guy sticks around after the fight. So if Jones says, all right, thanks for the cheese, I'm out, and we need a new heavyweight champion, we could do Pavlovich versus Aspinall or Pavlovich versus Almeida if he beats Derek Lewis, which I think he will. Or if Derek Lewis somehow wins, you do Derek Lewis in there for the title fight. Like, probably have to do the heavyweight title in that situation. Maybe you do the bit. I don't know. But I think you have Max Holloway on standby at this point. And you say, hey, if Volkanovski wins the belt, you fight Ilya for the for the vacant featherweight title. Volk's just the, the lightweight champion. And if Volk does want to move back, then whatever. He gets the first shot. But all the biggest fights for Volk at this point are at 55. Volkanovski versus Gaethje? Are you shitting me? That's insane. That's an insane fight. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, all right, we got a few more minutes. Hurry. Yep. Uh, yeah, Sturgis. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce the name. How are we doing, Matt? Yeah, hello. Um, what do you think happens to Costa now that he's pulled out again in like, I don't know. It's been a while since he fought. Well, he fought uh, the beginning of this year, but he lost. So uh, what happens to Costa now? Does it get cut or does it get fed to some prelims or? What happens to him? And um, what was my other question? Who do you think steps in for Hamza? I know um, you mentioned Rikas, uh, Jared Cannonier, maybe Whitaker, but uh, I'm seeing the name Bo Nickel quite a lot on Twitter. So why not him? I know he's kind of getting fed to the top dogs here immediately. I mean, he just beat a bum recently. So I don't know how we do it get Hamza, but... Um, uh, if not Bo Nickel, maybe Kevin Holland again. <laughs> oh God, no! Can't do that again. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. Look, I, my again, if I am my druthers, it's Brandon Allen. Pull him from the Paul Craig main event and just give him the shot. He's on a nice streak right now. He's finishing guys. He's 
much more exciting. This guy was the middleweighty middleweight champion not that long ago. He might still be once you figure out what that actually means at this point because middleweight has become like one of the fun divisions in the sport, which I never thought I would say into a live microphone, but that's where we are now. So Brendan Allen, I, that, that would be my choice. It's not Vittori because I think Hamzat absolutely annihilates him. Delizia, I think Hamzat annihilates him. Brennan Allen, I think Hamza would win, but I think that's a, a it's an interesting fight because Brennan Allen's grappling is friggin' real good. So, but again, I don't think it matters who he fights. And at this point, guys, Costa's not out. Costa's not out of the fight yet, unless something has like drastically changed. Um, yeah, that's where we're at right now. Costa's not out. Someone asked earlier because I mentioned I have to, I mentioned a couple times that like once two ninety four is over, there's a story I have to tell about this fight. And I will say this: if Costa does get pulled, I will tell you the story before two ninety four about this fight, about a wild day a few weeks back, which all makes sense now with this whole elbow surgery thing. I think you guys are gonna be kind of blown away by it. But it wasn't something like we could report or anything like that because like nothing really happened. Um, but I'll tell you, it's pretty freaking wild at this point. So, all right, uh, Lee Cole Adi, I apologize, but I got to go. Um, this is just kind of like a pop in. I said I was going to go for 25, 30 minutes tops, and we're already at the thirty minute mark. So, uh, thank you all very much. I will. I'm screenshotting your images right now. Boom. Uh, so when we come back tomorrow, uh, you three get to jump to the front of the line. How about that? But just wanted to hop in on a, on a day off for an emergency edition of Heck of a Morning reacting to the big news. And who knows? Maybe we'll get some other big news that we'll react to as well. Maybe we have to come back later on today. I don't know. That's just the way this crazy sport has been. So for everybody who hopped in, listened, was able to get through, I appreciate you all. Either way, regular show, back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern, here on Heck of a Morning. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, everybody. Network.